Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thank you so much for joining us here on this Monday evening. Tonight we're going to focus on, hey, is President Trump a racist like the fake news media wants you to believe? And also, tonight I'm going to show you how President Trump is playing 4D chess right now for 2020. I got to tell you, the guy, he's like an animal. Like he smells blood in the water. He just goes for it. And I'll show you specifically what I mean here in just a few moments. But I'm sure by now many of you have heard President Trump put out a tweet or some tweets on Sunday morning. Sunday morning, please remember, it created quite a firestorm from the fake news media. Uh, I'm going to read them for you, and then you tell me if you feel like these are racist tweets or not. So here's what President Trump said. So interesting to see progressive Democrat congresswomen who originally came from countries whose governments are a complete and total catastrophe, the worst, most corrupt and inept anywhere in the world, if they even have a functioning government at all, now uh, loudly and viciously telling the people of the United States, the greatest and most powerful nation on earth, how our government is to be run. Why don't they go back and help fix the totally broken and crime-infested places which they came from, then come back and show us how it is done? These places need your help badly. You can't leave fast enough. I'm sure that Nancy Pelosi would be very happy to quickly work out free travel arrangements. So we'd love to hear your point of view on those. As you can sure have seen from the mainstream media and everybody else that is hyperventilating going, that's racist, that's racist. I didn't see any conversation about skin color there, but if you feel like they're racist, please let the show know. We'd love to hear from you. Now, important to note, I mentioned this a moment ago, these tweets were Sunday morning. Please remember that. I'm going to come back to that fact here in a moment. It's very important because it gives some context to these tweets because the lazy mainstream media what they simply do is rather than actually do some homework, do some research, they see these tweets and immediately go to, he's a racist, the guy's a racist, putting out these tweets, telling people to go back to their home countries and try to fix them, fix them. Another important thing. So there's an important event that happened on Friday. Friday, remember, these tweets came out Sunday. Friday, an important event happened that the lazy mainstream media didn't tell you about. And it's pretty important to put some context to these tweets. I'm going to share that with you in just a minute. But first, President Trump today was at the White House. He actually doubled down on these tweets uh, from an event called Made in America. Now, this clip I'm going to play for, it's a bit longer than I normally like to play in a show tonight. But tonight, again, I want to provide context. The mainstream media won't. I want to provide context here because some things in this clip are very, very important. I want you to listen for So. Two things specifically. One, please note, please listen how President Trump invokes Al-Qaeda, Al-Qaeda in this clip. That's important. I'll explain why in a moment. But also, <laughs> listen closely to the very end of this clip. All right, keep in mind, you have people there from all 50 states at the White House called Made in America, workers, manufacturers, and you know the mainstream media. One of the first questions they asked today was about these quote-unquote racist tweets. President Trump responds, and then listen to the very end of this clip to notice how everybody else that's not from the D.C. media bubble, how they respond to President Trump's comments. I mean, I look at the one, I look at Omar, I don't know, I never met her. I hear the way she talks about Al-Qaeda. Al-Qaeda has killed many Americans. She said, you can hold your chest out. You can, when I think of America, huh? when I think of Al-Qaeda, I can hold my chest out. When she talked about the World Trade Center being knocked down, some people, you remember the famous some people? Uh, these are people that, in my opinion, hate our country. 
Now, you can say what you want, but get a list of all of the statements they've made. And all I'm saying that if they're not happy here, they can leave. They can leave. And you know what? I'm, I'm sure that there'll be many people that won't miss them. But they have to love, they have to love our country. They're Congress people. And I never used any names. But these are people, quiet, 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 quiet. These are people that if they don't like it here, they can leave. And I'd be, I'd, I don't know who's going to miss them, but I guess some people will. One of them is polling, one of them is polling at eight, one of them is polling at eight percent. One of them is polling at eight percent. So when, when I hear people speaking about how wonderful Al-Qaeda is, when I hear people talking about some people, some people with the World Trade Center, some people, no, not some people, much more than some people. When I hear the statements that they've made, and in one case, you have somebody that comes from Somalia, which is a failed government, a failed state, who left Somalia, who ultimately came here, and now is a congresswoman who's never happy, says horrible things about Israel, hates Israel, hates Jews, hates Jews. It's very simple. And if the Democrats want to wrap their bows around this group of four people, they're free to leave if they want. And if they want to leave, that's fine. And if they want to stay, that's fine. But the people have to know. And politicians can't be afraid to take them on. A politician that hears somebody where we're at war with Al-Qaeda and sees somebody talking about how great Al-Qaeda is, pick out her statement, that was Omar, how great Al-Qaeda is. When you hear that, and we're losing great soldiers to Al-Qaeda, when you see the World Trade Center gets knocked down, and you see the statements made about the World Trade Center, all the death and destruction, I'll tell you what, I'm not happy with them. And it's very easy to be say, oh, gee, well, it's okay. If, the, if weak politicians want to say, and the Democrats in this case, if they want to gear their wagons around these four people, I think they're going to have a very tough election, because I don't think the people of the United States will stand for it. You hear that at the end, folks? That happened twice today. Twice today, and you know the D.C. swamp media, their minds were blown because everybody else from the 50 states or many states across America, he's talking about loving our country. He's like, look, you don't like it here? Fine, that's okay, you can go somewhere else. You don't have to stay here. Applause lines, folks, and everyone wants to dub him as a racist in the mainstream media, and yet everybody else in America, they get it. That's why President Trump is saying the kind of things he's saying. Now, he repeatedly talked about Representative Omar out of Minnesota repeatedly mentioned Al-Qaeda. Very, very important. Remember, Representative Elon Omar, guess what, the people of North Dakota, you and I, yeah, we helped fund her college degree. She went to North Dakota State University. Don't forget that. She went to NDSU. You and I helped subsidize her education. Wait to hear this, because she's going to talk about it in a moment. She took a class at NDSU all about terrorism. So you and I are funding Elon Omar's education to take a class about terrorism. 
And here's the clip when President Trump says that uh, Representative Omar uh, likes Al-Qaeda more than America. Here's the clip that Representative, o uh, excuse me, that President Trump is referring to. Now, when you listen to this, she's talking about her days at NDSU, particular professor in her terrorism class. The thing that was interesting in the class was every time the 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 professor said Al Qaeda, he sort of like his shoulders yeah. went up, and you know, yeah, he's in command like, here. Al Qaeda, you know, has been. He's an expert. And it, was, <laughs> and it was, you know, as What's his it, name? As, what about his oh, name on the not, we, we Where does he live? We are not his name. Uh, yeah. you, you probably get to see him on, on CNN. And well, yeah, Twitter. of course. I love those guys. But, you know, but, but, but it, is, it is that you don't say America with an yeah. intensity. You yeah. don't say England with yeah. an intensity. Yeah. You know, you don't, you don't say um, the army with an intensity. Qaeda. <laughs> She's laughing. You're talking about Al-Qaeda, a known terrorist group. And she's chuckling and then trying to make a comparison to the United States of America. And then she wonders why President Trump stands up like he did today and go, hey, and you're going to hear it in a moment. I think these people don't like our country. He says in much stronger words. She's laughing about what Al-Qaeda means in the context of our culture. Know what happened on 9-11. And I'll tell you more about Al-Qaeda here in just a moment. The very, very important context from Friday that nobody in the lazy mainstream media took two seconds to research and tell you about to give you some context of President Trump's tweet. So today, they're called the squad. <laughs> the squad, which is made up of a representative Omar, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, uh, Rashid Tlaib, and Representative Ayanna Presley. They held a press conference later today in response to President Trump's tweets and his comments at the White House. At one point at the end, Representative Omar was asked, now flattered asked from a reporter, hey, can you please respond to President Trump saying that you're a communist and also that you're pro-Al-Qaeda? That should be like an easy walk up to the mic, absolutely not, mic drop, right? I'm going to play the whole thing again because I want to give you context here. I don't want things taken out of context. So Representative Omar asked, are you a communist? Are you pro-Al-Qaeda? Here's her response. You might have noticed how when he said, go back to where you came from, there was an uproar um, through the... Um, through all of our communities, because every single person who's brown and black at some point in their life in this country heard that. Now, when he made the comment, uh, I know that every single Muslim who has lived in this country and across the world has heard that comment. And so I will not dignify it with an answer, because I know that every single Islamophobe, every single person who is hateful, who is uh, driven um, by an ideology of othering, as this president is, uh, rejoices in us responding to that and us defending ourselves. I do not expect every time there is a white supremacist who attacks or there is a, uh, a white man who kills in, uh, in a school or in a movie theater or um, in, uh, uh, in a mosque or in a synagogue, I don't expect my white community members to respond on whether they love that person or not. And so I think it is beyond time 
it's beyond time to ask Muslims to condemn terrorists. We are no longer going to allow uh, the dignification of such ridiculous, ridiculous statement. Oh, yeah, she's too dignified to answer the question, hey, are you an Al-Qaeda lover? It's an easy no, but she can't say that. She also just said there, and I'm quoting here, it's beyond time, listen to this closely, it's beyond time to ask Muslims to condemn terrorists. Remember this, we all know Representative Omar was born in Somalia. And this is so important, folks, that the lazy mainstream media didn't tell you about, but for context of President Trump tweets on Sunday, and I'm going to ask it to you this way. Do you know what happened in Somalia on Friday? Take a wild guess what happened in Somalia, the country that you came from, on Friday. You got it. An Islamic terrorist group, Al-Shabaab. You want to know who Al-Shabaab is associated with? If you guessed Al-Qaeda, ding, 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 you're right. Al-Shabaab associated with Al-Qaeda had a suicide bomber ram a car into a hotel, killed 26 innocent civilians, and here's the key thing for you to know at home, two of those 26 Americans. Has Representative Omar said anything about that? Any statement? She hasn't said boo, but she just said today it's beyond time for Muslims to denounce terrorists, and she hasn't said boo about two Americans being killed in her home country due to some crazy Islamic terrorist from Al-Shabaab who's associated with Al-Qaeda that she wouldn't just denounce, and she hasn't said anything about it. And if you don't remember Al-Shabaab, remember that's the group because Omar's going to tell you, I'm here to stand up for women, right? That's what she's going to say. I'm here to make a difference. Well, Al-Shabaab's the group that also stole the 300 young girls from Nigeria. Remember that group? Have a, they still have a very strong presence in rural Somalia, and she ain't saying boo. And also, it's important to know this, because it wasn't just Americans that were killed. There was also a Muslim Canadian by the name of Hodan Nalaya. She moved to Somalia recently. She's 43 years old. She's a reporter. She was killed in the suicide bomb, and guess what? She was pregnant with her third child. Pregnant with her third child, some wacko Islamist wants to go ram a suicide car into there, and nothing for Representative Omar. You can make your own conclusions. All right? So here's how President Trump is playing 4D chess. I'm sure you all remember the situation. If we can bring the graphic up, but you had uh, Nancy Pelosi talking about the squad, these four people right here that, hey, look, they have no following. They're the only ones that voted against the aid for the uh, money at the border. There was a big hoopla about it. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez then suggested that uh, Nancy Pelosi is racist. I'm not sure if we have this clip, Josh, but I don't know if you remember then. President Trump uh, was out there with... Uh, former Labor Secretary Acosta, and actually came to Nancy Pelosi's aid, which I think shocked a lot of people. But again, Trump's playing 40 chess. He knows if he says this, now he's got a chance to go, hey, let's see what Nancy does. So here's what President Trump said last week while he was walking out to Marine One. I deal with Nancy Pelosi a lot, and we go back and forth, and it's fine. But I think that a group of people is being very disrespectful for her, to her. And you know what? I don't think that Nancy can let that go on. A group of people that came from, I don't know where they came from. I'm looking at this Omar from Minnesota. And if one half of the things they're saying about her are true, 
he shouldn't even be in office. But Cortez should treat Nancy Pelosi with respect. She should not be doing what she's doing. And I'll tell you something about Nancy Pelosi that you know better than I do. She is not a racist, okay? She is not a racist. For them to call her a racist is a disgrace. So President Trump, here's his 40 chess move. Come out, defend Nancy Pelosi, okay? Give her an olive branch. But then what does Nancy Pelosi do today? She goes out and says, oh, we're going to put together this bill that's going to censure President Trump because of his tweets and what he said. But she never censured Omar about her anti-Semitic comments. But now she's going to go try and censure the President of the United States for some tweets that he put out. So that's some context there. Now, why is President Trump doing this? Because remember, there's this big internal feud in the Democrat Party. Everybody across America is like, oh, this is great. They're going to you know, go and sabotage each other. Why is President Trump tweeting? Why? Because he knows this. This is from Axios. This is internal Democrat polling, okay? According to internal Democrat polling, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was recognized by 74% of voters in the poll. But guess what her favorable rating is? 22%. Representative Omar out of Minnesota, even worse. She was recognized by 53% of the voters, but only 9%, not a typo, my friends, only 9% had a favorable view with American voters. So what President Trump is doing is going, look, I can defend Nancy Pelosi. Let's see what she's going to step up. Oh, she wants to go back the squad now because now what's happened? Everyone thought there was this infighting going on and they thought, oh, that's great for the Republicans. No, 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 no. President Trump said, watch this. Now what's happened is you've got the entire Democrat Party going behind the squad, these four people, including Representative Omar, who's got a 9% approval rating. You don't think President Trump is going, thank you. Yeah, just keep putting Representative Omar as the face of the Democrat Party. That way I can get my majority back in the House in 2020 and walk right back into the White House. I want to share with you a little bit more about what Representative Omar said today from this press conference. And I can tell you this right now before I show this to you. President Trump saw this press conference with a squad that you just saw there a moment ago. And he literally was in, in the Oval Office going, thank you. I mean, can you four just continue to do pressers? Please continue to be the face of the Democrat Party. And then... Representative Omar, which we know this is not good politics, but then Representative Omar stood up and said this. I have not made impeachment central to my election or my tenure, but since the day that I'd gotten elected, I'd said to people, it is not how, if he will be impeached, but when. So it is time for us to stop allowing this president to make a mockery out of our constitution. It's time for us to impeach this president. Folks, President Trump hears that and it's music to his ears. He's just like, all right, folks, mic drop. I mean, he knows you make that the face, you make that the message. You might as well just make him president right now in 2020. Here's what I want to get at, because it's amazing to watch President Trump get Democrats to defend illegal immigrants more than Americans, to defend the fact that, yeah, we should allow people to break the law when they've already been served their deportation orders, to defend anti I mean, I can go on and on down the list, and he's made it now where you've got Democrats, and I want to share this picture with you because I tweeted this out over the weekend, which I think sums up how President Trump has flipped the script on Democrats so much. I said, hey, thank you, President uh, Donald Trump, for loving and fighting for America and United States citizens. And I hope you can see that okay there, but it's got Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer holding up a Mexican flag. Uh, it's got Bernie Sanders hoping up a Russian flag. I'm sure it's got Tlaib and Warren in there as well. 
Um, but you get the drift. And there they are on an American flag. And many people right now that you talk to, that's what they see. That's what they see happening on President Trump is flipping the script. I'm going to dub that the praying president. Would love to know your point of view, folks, on what we just shared there from the standpoint about the tweets, President Trump saying, hey, if you don't want to be here, that's okay. How I laid this thing out with Omar and Al-Qaeda. But also the point that the, the part that people are missing is that President Trump is playing 4D chess.